Former President Trump gets indicted again. Hunter Biden's former business associate destroys Joe Biden's claims of innocence. Plus, left-wing science guy Neil deGrasse Tyson throws science and common sense out the window. All that and more. I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour. And God bless the United States of America. Okay, friends, welcome to the show. Happy Wednesday. Hope you're having a great week. If you're new to the show, thank you so much for tuning in. We're going to start with the latest indictment against former President Trump, because unless you've been living under a rock, you should be able to see that there is a clear pattern that is emerging between the deep state cabal and Donald Trump. Every single time that more evidence is discovered or a new witness gives testimony against the Biden crime family, something happens to Trump. This has happened over and over again. And keep this in mind, Trump's first impeachment was based on a phone call to Ukrainian President Zelensky about corruption, and the deep state went wild. How much you want to bet that the corruption that everyone was afraid would be exposed was Biden's, so they went after Trump. That is exactly what is going on now. This new bogus four-count indictment is so ridiculous, it's basically charging Trump for exercising his free speech. Here's conservative commentator Victor Davis Hanson. According to the logic of this, Rob, we would have to indict all those Hollywood stars in 2016 that got on TV and said, electors, do not honor the vote of your states. Do not honor it. We would have to indict Jimmy Carter because he said Donald Trump was not legitimately elected. He was created by, Don by the Russians. We'd have to go after Hillary Clinton. She said, this election is not legitimate, and I am joining the resistance. That was an active metaphor of the World War II resistance. We could go, we could go back to 2004 and say 35 uh, House representatives tried to deny George Bush's re-election by throwing out the Ohio results. And this is where the American people have had enough. The Democrats will do one thing, but then attack Republicans for the same type of thing. It used to be reserved for rhetoric. Some Democrats says something and then criticizes a Republican for saying the same thing. But now... Now we see the deep state in action, the full weaponization of the government to go after political opponents on the right. Here's Twitter Files journalist Matt Taibbi with some analysis. This is an extraordinary political moment in American history. Uh, when I started writing an article this morning, Trump had 76 charges on him. By the time I was done, he had 80 uh, counts that he was facing, and he's, he's going up in the polls which is, an, it's just an unprecedented situation politically. Right. And I think the uh, political establishment in this country is getting all the wrong messages from this. Uh, great comments. The fact is that the more Trump is attacked, the more popular he gets. And it's important to know why. It's not just that he's a fighter and that people like to see others fight back against what they see as injustice. It's also the fact that as Trump is getting attacked on bogus claim after bogus claim, real evidence, real testimony relating to real crimes by the Biden family are being ignored by the media, not pursued by DOJ prosecutors, and covered up by the FBI. The American people are witnessing the federal government going after the right and protecting the left, no matter how corrupt. This is why Trump is rising. He represents the counter to the Marxist deep state infiltration and saturation of our government. John Laro, the attorney for President Trump, commented last night about the indictment and how Trump or any citizen has the right to speak out about an election or any other issue. 
This is the first time that, in the history of the United States, that the Justice Department has weaponized and politicized political speech. The president believes in his heart that he had not only responsibility, but the right, as any American, to contest issues in the 2020 election, to raise important facts that, that the public needed to know. And, and now that public policy, that advocacy is being prosecuted, and it's being prosecuted by his political opponent, who controls the Justice Department and is using the tools, the sacred tools of the criminal justice system, to censor a political opponent in the middle of an election period. It's truly frightening what is going on in this country. The media, big tech, Democrats, government agencies, they are all mobilized to bring down Trump. And don't forget, this fight is not about one person. This fight is about the left trying to impose its will on the American people. We see the results when we fight back against cancel culture, DEI, CRT, transgender ideology, woke movies. We can win this war. It's going to take everything we have to do it. All right, next let's talk about Hunter and Joe Biden. But first, if you're new to the show or haven't subscribed yet, regardless of platform, just search on my name, Hit that subscribe button. Make sure notifications are turned on. That way you can follow the show and help us grow. Okay, next let's talk about Hunter, Joe, and the entire Biden crime family. Because the real bombshell news this week has nothing to do with a Trump indictment, but rather it's the news that the left-wing media are completely ignoring. On Monday, the House Oversight Committee in a closed session heard from Devin Archer, former friend of Hunter Biden and former board member along with Hunter of the Burisma Holdings Company. The testimony given by Archer completely destroys the ongoing comments made by Joe Biden that his son did nothing illegal and that Joe never discussed business dealings with Hunter or was involved in Hunter's businesses. Here's House Oversight Committee Chairman James Comer. You know, I believe that uh, Archer could have been more specific in who they called in D.C., but at the end of the day, he admitted that uh, Burisma executives were squeezing Hunter Biden to try to do everything he could to get the prosecutor Shokin fired because they were going after their corrupt energy company. And, and lo and behold, yeah. a few days later, Joe Biden actually did that. Yep, Burisma's board members pressured Hunter Biden to get Joe Biden to pressure the Ukrainian government to fire the prosecutor who was investigating corruption charges against Burisma Holdings. Hunter made the call and all of a sudden, Joe Biden was telling Ukrainian officials that if they don't fire the prosecutor, they don't get a billion dollars. And as we've been learning, all of these efforts by Biden on behalf of his son's overseas contacts resulted in a payout. Here's more from Comer on the possibility of impeachment. Well, Rob, as you know, we had a few skeptics, a few uh, people concerned for various reasons, but I've spoken with uh, Speaker McCarthy, who's always been on our side on this, I believe that uh, the skeptics were realized yesterday with yes. Devin Archer's testimony that we need to move forward and we need to move forward quickly. So right. uh, hopefully you're going to see some action from the House of Representatives very soon. Right. Now, since you won't find this story covered by the left-wing networks, here are some key points from the Devin Archer testimony. Archer said the only reason Hunter was on the Burisma board was so that Hunter could talk with his father, Joe Biden, known as The Brand, to get influential help with business dealings. Archer said that Joe Biden's actions helped keep Burisma from going out of business. The Burisma board pressured Hunter to get his dad to do something about Ukrainian prosecutor Viktor Shokin, who was investigating Burisma. And we all know what happened there. 
Archer testified that then-Vice President Biden participated via speakerphone in over 20 of Hunter's business meetings in order to sell influence. Phone calls included one with a French energy company in a Chinese business. Then there's the in-person meeting with the Bidens and a Russian oligarch. There is so much here, and the media just keeps screaming, Trump, Trump, Trump. All right, next let's talk about Neil deGrasse Tyson, who's an astrophysicist and commentator, and who might as well be lumped in with Bill Nye the science guy, who will totally cast aside science in favor of promoting a left-wing Marxist agenda. Recently, Tyson gave a rambling speech on the fluidity of genders, pushing transgender ideology and disregarding science, logic, and common sense. Check this out. My point is apparently the XXXY chromosomes are insufficient because when we wake up in the morning, we exaggerate whatever feature we want to portray the gender of our choice. Mm. Either the one you're assigned, the one you choose to be, whatever it is. First of all, the XX or XY chromosomes are not insufficient at all. They perfectly and completely let you know if the person is a male or a female. That is the science. It's not a sex assigned at birth. It is what you are and nothing you can dream or do will change it. Then Tyson goes on to say that we just wake up and can be different on any given day depending on what features we exaggerate. Okay, that's just plain dumb. Not only does that also ignore the science, but it leads to a huge hypocrisy or contradiction by the left that many don't even notice. Let's hear some more. Somewhere I read, somewhere I, I think I read that the United States was a land where we have the pursuit of happiness. Yes. Suppose no matter my chromosomes, today I feel 80% female. 20% male. I'm going to I'm going to put on makeup. I'm going to do that. Um, tomorrow I might feel 80% male. I'll remove the makeup and I'll wear a muscle shirt. Why do you care? Yeah. What 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 business it is it of yours to require that I fulfill your inability to think of gender on a spectrum? Wow. Such a brief clip. Yet so much to destroy. Let's start with some basic knowledge first. No matter what anyone says, a man has no idea what it means to be a woman, to feel like a woman. It's impossible. The same thing holds for a woman. She has no idea what it means to be a man. She's not one. She will never be one. So Tyson's idea that one day you might feel 80% man and 20% woman is ludicrous because you don't only know what you are, man or woman. The second thing is just a crack up because the left ties themselves in knots when it comes to transgender ideology. What we have heard for decades from the feminist movement that there's no difference between men and women. Women wearing skirts or putting on makeup is just a stereotype perpetuated by a male-dominated society. There's no such thing as traditional gender roles or behaviors. That's what they say. And yet, whenever they talk about a transgender woman, meaning a guy pretending to be a woman, that guy puts on a dress, puts on makeup, styles his hair like a girl. In other words, all those stereotypes that the left despises, they now embrace for transgenders. If the left were consistent, a guy could just wear jeans, have his beard, short hair, and say, yo, I'm a woman. But even Tyson noted that to be a woman, he might put on makeup, 
or to be a man, you might put on a muscle shirt. All the stereotypes now embraced by the left. So which is it? Yes to the stereotypes or no? And then he finally asks, why are we so bent out of shape about someone pushing their own happiness, pursuing that happiness? And the fact is, we aren't. He knows that. And he knows that the left is not asking anyone to just do their own thing. They're not satisfied with that. He knows that the left is forcing their ideology on kids and all of us. When a man competes against a woman in women's sports, that affects other people. When boys are in girls' locker rooms or restrooms, that affects other people. When adult men dress like prostitutes and perform sexually explicit dances in front of children, that affects other people. Tyson knows he is being intellectually dishonest, but he says these things anyway. And why? Because the left's agenda is not tolerance. It's complete and total compliance. And I just wonder, when Tyson wakes up, does he feel 50% man? I doubt it. More like 20, if even that. Friends, that's our show for today. I hope you enjoyed it. And remember, today's show's one sheet is available to Patreon supporters using the link in the description. The one sheet gives you the links to all the videos and stories used on today's show, so you can dive even deeper into each issue. And with that, our next show will be Friday evening at the usual time. Until then, I'm Bobby Eberly. This is a 13-minute news hour.